Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. My name is Orchid Brown. I am the host and creator of the Orchid Bloom's podcast. You can find me on social media on TikTok and Instagram at Orchid I Brown. Don't forget to follow. So, before we get into the topic of today's podcast episode, I wanted to share an update because this is a weekly podcast episode and I do have a lot going on. As you can see, this podcast episode is being posted maybe one day late. Yeah, it's being posted one day late basically because I've just had so much to do. It's just a very busy week. Since the beginning of this year, I have been working on the website for this platform or for my platform, the Ambitious Obsession Network. The website is live now, so please go and check it out. It is taonetwork.ca. The merch store is not ready as of yet. Um, I am still working on the product that I would like to include as part of our brand. So a lot of thought and meditation is involved, but maybe I need to simplify my thought process and stay tuned for anything that I'm about to to launch when it comes to merch. And hopefully you will all like the merch and purchase. It would be amazing. So thank you again for checking out the website if you do get a chance, taonetwork.ca. And uh, once the merch is up, I will definitely make sure that it is put on the Instagram page as well as the Ambitious OBS page so that you know when the merch is up and check it out and if you like something definitely purchase i'm also going to be starting a blog on the website as well but i am unsure of what the first post blog post should be about so that will also be in the vault for meditation for another day i'm just going to focus on one thing at a time this is something that i've been trying to accomplish especially for 2022 is to focus on one project at a time. I have to complete one and then I can start the other one. So definitely check out the website again and I hope you enjoy it. So I am still working on the Facebook group for our listeners of the podcast and I'm I'm still trying to to make some improvements in in that category. Specifically, I'm working on how to make it more interactive and increase engagement. So bear with me on that. Once the Facebook group is up and available um, for all my loyal listeners, you can definitely go on and, and ask to be a part of this group, follow the rules and regulations, of course, and we can definitely have discussions and talks within that group. Um, that people can participate in because I mean with a podcast such as this it's not like you can call in or you can you know make a comment while we're while I'm doing my podcast so if there are things that you wanted to share or things that you you wanted to talk about in regards to the podcast episode how it's connected to you because I do find a lot of people will message me on Instagram and just say, yo, I really like this topic and I completely agree with certain things that you were saying because I've actually been in that situation. Well, it would be nice to just kind of have a Facebook group where, you know, like-minded people can can contribute to the topic and the, the conversation by talking about some of the things that they've experienced in regards to a specific topic and just kind of go from there. So I really wanted to create a community 
community of like-minded people of people who are definitely geared on mental health people who are geared on towards working on themselves and doesn't mind talking about certain experiences that they have experienced in the world that that might have contributed to a perspective or a change of mind or you know just kind of sharing that hey you're not the only one who's dealing with these sorts of things so i'm hoping to have the actual facebook group page up sometime this spring cross your fingers i have to get through the the merch and then the blog and then the facebook group so one step at a time so you can post every day but it seems you know the thing the thing that i'm i'm also just not feeling about facebook i find that facebook is strange if you have a facebook page it is very hard to get it out there you can post every day but it seems facebook wants you to pay to promote the post so your page or or your page basically which is odd but facebook wants to make their money and i don't really blame them um even though they're making a shit ton of money because of the amount of people that use facebook worldwide um you know a lot of people have their businesses on there and you can make purchases on there so i guess facebook wants a cut of that money as well and uh, at this point aren't they like a billion dollar business i'm not really sure but they're definitely you know they're not going to push your pages um unless you you pay for it so i'm kind of working out how to get this facebook group page um going as well as my actual facebook page for the ambitious obsession network going as well uh, it seems that I'm just not getting enough traffic when it comes to that. So let's hope with the new website, uh, which I will be updating on the Facebook page, that I can maybe pay for certain types of promotions and see if it will get some traction that way. So learning how to navigate these social media sites and learning about how to use them for business purposes has become a full-time job. You spend more time on social media than building the actual business. And I can see why people pay agencies, marketing agencies, social media coaches, because it can be overwhelming. There's so much. The Kardashian made social media their business um, and they are rich from it. If you really look at it, they can just post up a product and they have billions of followers that will that will go and 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 buy it. So it's for for regular people. That's really not the case. We don't have. Uh, a team to do all these things for us to photoshop our photos a professional photographer makeup artist always on standby you click your finger you text in a phone they show up it's we just don't have that so it, it's definitely much harder for a regular person to to accomplish um, success in business on the level of the Kardashian and the reason why I mention this is because of course this week you know people are outraged by Kim Kardashian's comments about you know getting off of your ass and actually working and there's a lot of entrepreneurs female entrepreneurs out there that are working their asses off trying to to number one keep the job that they have to pay their bills and number two try to make make the time and, and come up with the energy to push their passion projects on the side so it's it's very easy for again someone who is well established and has basically owned social media to to be saying you need to work your ass off because a lot of people are working their ass off 
And, uh, you know, there's also certain things are coming out about how they, you know, they pay people cheap and have them do more work uh, with the promise of open doors. And one of the things that I don't really appreciate about promising open doors to people like, oh, if you do this for my platform, like I can link you up with a few people and they can help you this way is that it's, it's not a guarantee. And a lot of people don't seem to, to realize that like you I have met so many people who are are trying to to tell me oh this is going to do great things for your business if you do this for me for free and blah 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 and when you actually do it for them for free like it doesn't really work out so i i just feel like there is no guarantee of of that there's no guarantee of open doors if you do something for someone who's very popular um it it's always frustrates me when people come from that point when asking someone to do something for them for free or below their rate navigating all of this is is work anyways check out the website it was a lot of work and i hope you like it <laughs> i know i keep repeating that but i really want you to not forget to check out the website so our topic for this podcast episode is on laws of attraction or law of attraction a lot of people are posting on manifestation and law of attraction so this is something i wanted to learn more about and i am sure you do too who doesn't want to manifest their dreams and all they want out of life who who doesn't want that so let's talk about how we can do that starting with the origins law of attraction goes back to eastern teachings and ancient practices it was referred in buddhist writings as well as christianity the principle of the law of attraction was first mentioned in a book by helena blavatsky in 1877 in 1886 author Prentice Malford also articulated the principle of the law of attraction. Law of attraction has existed since the world began. And that's just my opinion because in the Bible, God manifested life. If you read the Bible, Genesis, it says in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the depth. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. I'm not going to read all of it, but if you really want to learn about manifestation, you can definitely read that in the first chapter of the Bible. The Bible begins by talking about the manifestation and creation of the earth. The Bible is a good read. You can learn a lot about humanity. There are many stories in the Bible that displays a law of attraction and manifestation. It might not be a pretty book such as, you know, The Secret, but personally, I read both and I prefer the Bible. I decided to give The Secret a chance because I was watching Sex and the City when it first came out and I noticed that Samantha was reading this book while she was walking on the beach just trying to find herself. And I I saw her just kind of get frustrated reading it, but I was like, I'm sure it's not that bad. Maybe they'll just put it in the in the movie just to, you know, give it that that oomph and have her throw it away because it just wasn't working for her. But then honestly, when I actually read the book and went through it, I found it so boring. Maybe it's because, you know, I have ADD, so I can't, my attention span doesn't really stick when it comes to certain boring books, but I found it was completely useless. Whereas where, when I read the Bible, I learned a little bit more. I just love stories. I, I like, 
I like the the philosophies. You can get so much from a story just by reading it, especially in the Bible. And I think I read the Bible like five times. So every single time I read the Bible in its full capacity, um, I always seem to, to, to catch something in that moment, like every single time I read it. And it's always different. It's never the same. So that's something that I really appreciated about the Bible is that it just keeps me, it doesn't matter how many times I read it, I always somehow wonder myself, how did I miss this? Like I read this book from beginning to end and for some apparent reason, I, I don't recall this. Why is it sticking out to me now? Maybe it's where I am in life that, you know, maybe that really connected to me when I read it the second, third or fourth time or maybe I was dealing with something very similar to that and that's the reason why it stood out. I'm not really sure. But the Bible was just a better read for me and to this day, I still can't believe, you know, The Secret sold that many copies worldwide. I mean, the author made money. So this new thought and manifestation re-emerged in the 19th century with Ellen, uh, Elena Blavatsky and Thomas Truard, who were, were the most significant in that time to really talk about it. I guess they were just really popular. Ellen or Elena gave spiritual instructions and guidance across a huge range of different countries in the 19th centuries. By the time her reputation for being extremely spiritually gifted, she had drawn on ancient religious traditions to write a book called The Secret Doctrine which much to what she believed overlapped with what we now call law of attraction. In particular, she contented that our thoughts about ourselves and our identity are what defines who we are and what we are capable of. She emphasized our ability to shape reality and our power to move past our own limitations. Both messages are found in contemporary manifestation teachings. During this research, um, it brought me back to the movie Doctor Strange and seeing Doctor Strange trying to navigate through the multiverse. His journey in the first movie is where I am in this journey of learning about law of attraction and manifestation. I personally feel that fear and doubt holds me back from manifesting in my life what I truly want. The question, what if I am wrong? That's a doubt. That's a fear. It can't exist in law of attraction and manifestation. I know this because I clearly need practice. Changing your vocabulary and breaking bad habits takes time. It won't happen overnight, but it's a lot of work and you can't give up. Let's go back to the origins. I had also mentioned Thomas Truard and his work. He was widely believed to have influenced some of the most significant contemporary law of attraction monograms including the secret he is described by some as a mystical christian what does that mean well i had to go look it up so christian mysticism refers to a mystical practice and theory within christianity mysticism is not so much a doctrine as a method of thought it has often been connected to mystical theology and especially in the catholic church and orthodox christianity mysticism is a sense of some form of contact with the divine or transcendent 
often understood in Christian tradition as involving union with God. If I was to break all of that down into a simpler term, the union with the Holy Spirit. That's basically what I'm understanding from what I'm reading here. I have always loved when people use so many words to explain a simple term or phrase. It's very funny. But at the end of the day, he's basically... He's very basically connected to the Holy Spirit and his he's very dedicated to his union with the Holy Spirit and just being one with God, our creator. So that's what I'm getting from from what Thomas did. Thomas shared um, Helen's beliefs that we will learn the most by combining teachings from a range of spiritual traditions some of his quotes for example belief in limitations is the one and only thing that causes limitations another quote that he had we cannot really think in one way and act in another and of course the last quote that really stood out for me the secret to enjoying life is to take an interest in it i was like hmm you know live basically that's what that saying is just enjoy life just live Ups and downs doesn't matter. Just take it for what it is and still enjoy it. So we also have William Walker Atkins um, in 1906. Law of attraction uh, practitioner should focus on strengthening their own willpower, improving their focus and developing magnetism that attracts good things into their lives. In his later life, his aim was to help spread the word about manifestation and encouraging readers to expand on his idea. His law of attraction work takes significant aspects from Hindu spiritual teachings and some of his own praised collaborators were practicing Hindus. Today, we still use some of the languages and concept framework that he presented in his teachings, including ideas about heightened vibration. Some of his quotes include, the secret of success is to try always to improve yourself. No matter where you are or what your position, learn all you can. Don't see how little you can do, but how much you can do. Another quote was, all person ought to practice their visualizing power. This will react upon perception and make it more definite. Visualizing will also form a brain habit of remembering things pictorially. I don't want to focus too much on the origins going forward. I want to learn how to do this myself or at least gauge if I'm doing this correctly. I guess, is what I'm trying to do with this specific podcast episode. But before that, let's go over some myths. I feel like we need to just kind of get that out of the way, and then we can really truly have a discussion on law law of attraction as well as manifestation. So one of the myths um, would be the law of attraction is new. As I pointed out earlier, this concept came from our creator. Nothing is new. All things and concepts have been used before. It's a Bible verse. If you actually read the Bible, I don't remember or I don't recall specifically what Bible verse that was, but I recall reading it in that five times that I read the Bible that, you know, they were saying in the Bible that whatever you see that's happening right now, it's happened before. It really has. So the next on the list is that the law of attraction is supernatural. 
I would use the term spiritual, but if people want to believe law of attraction is somehow magical, then by all means, I'm not holding you back. Stick to your beliefs. But it's about putting out positive energy in a way that the universe will respond with positive results. Another myth, you will get whatever you visualize. Well, visualization plays an important role in training a person's mind to attract what they deserve visualization does not mean it will fall into your lap visualization can help a person rein in on their thoughts allowing them to focus their mental energy on what they need it's your emotions and beliefs that surrounds your visualization that are what really controls whether or not you're manifesting what you desire. Visualization helps you to have more faith in the power of the law of attraction and allows you to send out the right energy to the universe. The law of attraction isn't something you must learn. Oh, damn. Well, I just got a lesson. I wanted to use this podcast episode to learn more about laws of attraction and manifestation, but here... Here's what it's saying. (laughs) This is a common misconception. Many people tend to forget that this isn't a quick fix scheme. It is not a new formula for happiness. It is an ever-present, ever-changing part of our lives. Even if you don't know how to correctly use the law of attraction, it is still affecting you. An example, if you are a negative person, you may wonder why only bad things are happening to you. This is the law at work, and it will work whether you consciously use it or not. After all these years of thinking, they just had one bad streak of luck after the next. They finally come to realize that all of their misfortunes was due to their negative mindset and the negativity the universe has been sending them as a response damn okay so the next myth uh, on the list is the law of attraction makes you selfish Hmm. when people learn about the law of attraction many people mistakenly believe that it's designed to make you care about no one but yourself it is more about learning how to prevent your negative mood or the negativity of others from affecting your well-being We're often taught to put the needs of others before our own. Laws of attraction does not teach us to neglect the needs of others and focus on ourselves instead. But by learning to find the happiness in your own life, you will have the strength and confidence you need to help others. I really like that. It's very very well put. Very good. I like it. Next on the list, your thought can potentially be dangerous. Okay, that is very true. I remember having a conversation with a a friend, Jennifer, and you know, she's one of those people where her power is in her tongue. And so when we were talking about it uh, one day, I just found that she was saying a lot of negative things about herself or negative things about a specific situation. And I said, girl, what are you doing? And she said to me, what do you mean? I saying, you know, you ha- your power lies in your tongue, like you're speaking death into your life. And she goes, no, no, no. Like God knows what I'm really, what I really want. And, and he knows what I, what I need. And I said, that's great and all, but you're still putting that negativity out there. You're sending two mixed messages. You're thinking in your mind that, oh, it's going to come to you in this form, 
but when you speak it's it comes out negative and it's almost like you're canceling this opportunity you're canceling this benefit that's coming towards you and she goes oh she's like that's not what i'm doing though and i said i know that's not what you're doing but at the end of the day you still have to be careful of your vocabulary and how you use it and keep in mind this is something that i struggle with as well like when you are so used to just dealing with negativities all the time it's so hard to break that habit it takes such a long time to just remain positive and optimistic even when the world is falling apart around you so i understood you know where she was coming from and i understood what she was going through and i realized in that moment that you know i'm really glad that she made that mistake in front of me because it's now making me realize that this is something that i really need to work on and that's why it was bothering me and now i have an accountability partner because if her and i ever speak one day and I say something very negative that kind of cancels out a blessing or an opportunity coming my way, then I expect her to turn around and go, girl, what what are you saying? Switch. Say something else. Be more positive. Everything's going to work out. You know what I mean? You kind of need those cheerleaders in your, in your corner. Just like I'm going to cheer her on and go, nope, switch your vocabulary. Let's say it in a positive way. I expect her to do the exact same thing to me. And I told her this as well. Like, I'm not giving her a lecture, but I really need her to understand that if I'm doing it to you, when I you catch me doing it, make sure you call me out. Call me out. So your thought can be can potentially be dangerous. That is another myth. Most people are mortified to learn that their thoughts can actually impact their lives on a significant um, level. Instead of rejoicing in the fact that thinking positively can actually bring new opportunities into their lives, many people are scared of using the law of attraction for, for you know, fear that they'll only attract more negativity. And I have experienced this. So for me, I definitely connect with that statement. I'm just afraid to think positively because what if it doesn't work out? What if it doesn't happen? And so I stop thinking that something positive is going to happen, something positive is going to come because I'm so scared of another negative thing happening. Like my heart can't handle it. But guess what? I'm still alive. So that's a positive. And that's what I have to focus on and just hope for the best. So the fear of negative thinking is actually a good reason for learning all you can about harnessing the power of the universe. A single negative thought doesn't have the power to ruin your life, but a constant negative mindset will attract more negativity into your life. By learning how to be grateful for what you have and looking at the world in a new positive light, you can continue to encourage more positivity in your life. So another myth on the list, and it's the last myth on the list, uh, the law of attraction does not work. Hmm. I would have said that about affirmations because I've had so many people coming into my life going, or could you need to, you need to practice positive affirmations like every morning when I wake up in the morning, I'm tired. I just want to take a shower, eat something and go to work. Like I just don't have time. You know what I mean? I can wake up in the morning and do a quick prayer before i start my day that i can do and i will remember to do that and you know praying is so much better than kind of repeating the exact same words over and over and over and over and over again so prayer i found was a lot more effective than than waking up and saying today's gonna be a great day i'm going to be so successful things are going to just be wonderful no negativity will happen like i just don't have time for the positive affirmation i'd rather just talk about it with god that's just me but 
I don't know if laws of attraction does not work because I can't say that I've truly put it into practice for a long period of time to see consistent results. So people with no practice may feel that the law of attraction doesn't work. (laughs) They're talking to to me. Um, Beginners who don't know much about the universe or how it works may think that just a single day of positive thinking should result in an increase in wealth or that promotion at work that they've been hoping for. But that's not how it works. It takes time to manifest what you desire. It does It does so gradually. And that is something that I struggle with is patience. I just don't have the patience, but I'm working on it. I'm really working on it. So now that I have gone through the origins um, based on you know literature and famous people or whatever, and then gone over a list of myths. Now I actually just want to talk about what is the law of attraction. I know I'm doing it backwards, but I I, I feel like I'm going to learn a little bit better this way, and I hope you do as well. The law of attraction is a philosophy suggesting that positive thoughts bring positive results into a person's life, while negative thoughts bring negative outcomes. Okay, very basic, very straightforward. It's not that complicated. It is based on the belief that thoughts are a form of energy and that the positive energy attracts success in all areas of your life, including health, finance, and relationship. Relationships. Let's add the S because it's not just about one person. It's about many. The central universal principles that make up the laws of our law of attraction um, are, and there's three, like, attract, like i went okay i think i know what this means i must have said it multiple times to people and never of course took my own advice this law suggests that similar things are attracted to one another it means people tend to attract people who are similar to them but it is also suggested that people's thoughts tend to attract similar results negative thinking is believed to attract negative experience while positive thinking is believed to produce desirable experiences. That is very true. I have questioned for years how certain people keep finding me and I keep giving them a chance because maybe I'm wrong and I don't want to prejudge people. And always, always when I turn around, it always backfires and I go, damn, I saw it coming, but why did I listen to myself? I was being hopeful hopeful is very dangerous but hopeful is quite positive so of course you're going to hit a lot of bumps and you're going to be banging your head into a lot of walls because being hopeful is a positive thing and hoping that someone is who they say they are is a part of life and yes they might disappoint you and prove that they're not but everyone has bad times and maybe th- that season was just not good for them. So I'm learning how to just forgive myself when I happen upon someone in a really bad season for them, you know, and try to just think positively. Yes, I have to stay away from you, but hopefully in the future when you get it together and we're on the same page and it's perfect timing that maybe we will connect and it's going to be great 
and hopefully this first impression and this situation that we're currently in right now will not affect us going forward when that time comes. So it's that positive thoughts that I'm trying to work on. You you don't have to cancel somebody. Cancel culture, we, we're dealing with it right now and I'm learning how to just not cancel someone because of the current season that they're in. So the second on the list of central universal practices is nature abhors a vacuum i i saw it and i thought what the hell does that mean um so the laws of attraction suggest that removing negative things from your life can make space for more positive things to take their place something will always fill this space it is important to fill that space with positivity I can actually relate to that because I do notice that even in my past, whenever there's an item in my home or in my car or wherever that brings a negative thought or is connected to a negative situation that I have experienced, I found that getting rid of it has been completely helpful in cleansing. Like even when I move into a new home, I'm the type of person that likes to bring out the Bible, just open it on any page and I just read a scripture from that page and then, you know, I call on the Holy Spirit and I really just start to pray. Pray to to cleanse my new home of any toxic energy, anything that's lingering behind that could necessarily affect my mental health or my spiritual health. And so, you know, I even like to burn some sage while I'm doing that as well. And I just have worship music just going through my home uh, before I move in, um, just just to bring that positivity in and hopefully push the, the negativity out because you don't know what type of people lived there prior and what kind of demons they had. So I tend to just kind of burn some sage. I walk around the whole place and I just have it going. I mean, now I can't really burn as much sage because there are certain companies here in Canada that are selling sages that they they stole from, you know, the Inuit people or, or First Nation people and they didn't pay for it. And then they're selling it back to us at a, a higher price and a higher rate. And that money is not really going back into the community. So burning sage is very difficult for me. It's almost like I have to research a company. I have to make sure that the sages that they have are actually you know bought and is you know being the money that i'm spending on these sages are going back into the community that they took it from and nobody got time for that research so i don't know my mom has sages in her in her backyard so i was planning on just cutting a bunch of them and then drying them out and then setting it on fire and hoping for the best <laughs> in that sense but that's kind of how i just cleanse uh, any negativity like if someone comes into my life and i really appreciate this person but they're just they're just messing with my mental health they're messing with my emotion and it's not in a good way and i find that i'm holding on and lingering in a in a negative space all the time due to this person being in my life i have to make the conscious decision like look i love you but you need to go and that might hurt their feelings but i have to be okay with that because i have to choose me i have to choose positivity in my life i struggle in this area so yeah i am not going to necessarily put myself in a situation where i'm going to think about your feelings above my own and just allow you to continue to, to just breed this this negativity in my life and you don't even notice you're doing it but it's really really affecting me and i'm swallowing my words and i'm not saying anything and when i do speak up it's almost like you shut me down so if that's the case i would rather you go and i wish you the best of luck and even if i never see you again as a friend well you know what bye felicia i'm gonna choose me at the end of the day you have to choose death or life 
if it was if it was between you and another person and death was knocking on your door you know what are you gonna say okay well i'll die so you can live oh hell to the no i'm going to choose life and if the other person chooses life well death you got a problem but i am not going to say i will sacrifice myself to die so someone else can live no if it's a family member or someone that I love deeply and, you know, I have to give them a, a piece of my liver or something or another, then sure, I'll do that. But when it comes um, when it comes to it, at the end of the day, I'm a fighter. I'm going to fight for life. I'm going to fight for that positivity. I'm going to fight for that peace in my life. And I'm willing to let some people go who might be amazing people and they might have so much to offer. But if you're filling my life with negativity, you got to go. You got to go. So the third and last on this list um, is the present is always perfect. You know, sometimes I forget this, but I'm glad that doing this research and learning about laws of attraction and manifestation that they're bringing this point up because it's something that I need to constantly remind myself. Live in the present. The present is great. It might not be going amazing in this hour, but in the next hour, it's going to be even better and something's going to surprise me and it's going to put a big smile on my face and I'm just going to feel incredibly grateful and just happy. So live in this present moment. Now, this law focuses on the idea that there are always things you can do to improve the present moment. While it might always seem like the present is somehow flawed, this law proposes that rather than feeling dread or unhappiness, you should focus on your energy, on finding ways to make the present moment the best that it can be. And I really appreciate that. All to say you create your own reality. What you focus on is what you draw into your life. It suggests that what you believe in will happen in your life is what does happen in your life. So, you know, I really like that. It was so positive and cute and made me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. You know, so glad. Some things that you can do to incorporate the law of attraction into your own life includes being grateful, visualizing your goals, look for the positive in a situation, learn how to identify negative feelings, use positive affirmations, reframe negative events in a more positive way i know i dragged that out but sometimes you're in a moment and you really don't know how to look at it except from a negative point of view and it's going to be so hard to train yourself to just go hey you know what this was a shitty situation and i hate these people and i hate my life but you know what maybe this is for the best maybe this closed door or what is happening is saving me from from more torture from more abuse from more whatever and i have been in a situation like that where i look back now i think it was last year that this happened and i look back now and i go damn i dodged a bullet and even though majority of my friends who are very much into laws of attraction and manifesting they're like orchid girl i feel like this happening to you even though it was a shitty experience was the best thing that ever happened to you because you needed to get the hell out of that environment and looking back now it took me a few months to really register it and even though in that moment when i was feeling it i kept saying it out loud i really dodged a bullet 
I am so glad I'm not in that situation. But the, the residual feelings, that negative feeling and that just anger just kept me in that negative state for a while. But I kept saying out loud that I dodged a bullet and it was the best thing that ever happened to me to leave that situation. Now that I'm over the anger and I'm calm, I look back and I'm just like, praise the Lord. Thank you, God. I dodged a bullet. I'm glad I'm not there. I am in a peaceful place right now and I am so blessed and I'm so happy. God is good. Literally, that's how I am feeling in this moment in time. So laws of attraction may not be an immediate solution for all of your life's challenges. It can help you learn to cultivate a more optimistic outlook on life. It may also help you to stay motivated to continue working towards your goals. Now, what's next on the list? I know we need to close out this podcast episode. I'm really trying hard not to go over an hour. And so far, so good. It's like 40 minutes in and we're doing great. Um, So I think the last thing on the list that I wanted to cover when it comes to laws of attraction and manifestation is the impact of law of attraction. So let's look at some impacts that the law of attraction can really bring into our lives. First things first, spiritual effects. Spirituality itself is connected to a variety of health benefits, including reducing stress, better health, lower depression, and better overall well-being. Well then, I can see why a lot of people dedicate themselves to God and trying to be better people and, you know, working with the Holy Spirit to to just be one with him, to release themselves from the burdens of the fear and the doubt and just situations that really test a person or bring the worst out in a person. So I can, I can see why, you know, spirituality is so important to a lot of people and a lot of people are working on being stronger spiritually um, because it's, it's a great benefit. If it reduces stress, you know, improves your health, lowers depression, and gives you a, a better overall well-being. I, I would, be, you know, pray every day, get connected, spend some time with God when you're meditating. You and God and the Holy Spirit are just there. You know what I'm saying? So I can definitely understand why spirituality is is something that a lot of people chase, and it's it's good because it helps you to cope. Coping mechanism when you're going through a lot or dealing with certain things in your life, having a coping mechanism is good, but a positive one, not drugs or weed or something like that, but just finding something that's positive, that doesn't actually hurt you or your body is is better. So I can see why a lot of people focus on spirituality rather than looking to cope or finding coping ne- mechanisms that might not be healthy but more detrimental to your health and who you are as a person so the next on the list of impacts that the law of attraction you know gives you um better well-being i know i mentioned that in the last one but i guess it, it has its own individual category law of attraction may also bring about positive impact on mental well-being by focusing on attaining a new reality or by believing it is possible, we tend to take more risk, notice more opportunities, and open ourselves up to new possibilities. That is very true, and it's very good, and I really like that. So, you know, it is still Mental Health Awareness Month here in Canada for the month of March. So I am really glad that I focused on this podcast 
episode to kind of continue the trend of Mental Health Awareness Month. I would have never thought that laws of attraction and manifestation would be something that I would I would put on or or record for this this time of the month when it comes to mental health. But the more I dived into this topic of conversation, I realized how laws of attraction and manifestation is quite helpful when it comes to your mental health. And so I I like that, you know, it's it's sticking to the 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 type of podcast episodes that I'm trying to push for this month. Black History Month, I had more topics on black history. And then for this month, I have more topics on mental health. So definitely focus on positivity. Be grateful for everything you have in life and manifest. Now, when we believe we don't deserve good things, we behave in a way that sabotages our chances of happiness by changing our self-talk and feelings about life We reverse the negative patterns in our lives and create more positive, productive, and healthy ones. So here are some tips for practicing the law of attraction. Journaling, which by the way, I started getting back into. I did it this year for the first time. I haven't done it since COVID came. Uh, Make a mood board. Never done that before, but if you guys have, go for it. Um, practice acceptance, man, I've been working on that for years. I think I'm very good at it at this point because I've had enough practice. So if, if you find that you are struggling with acceptance or accepting yourself or accepting situations for what it is, it's time to start practicing. And last on the list, practice positive self talk, man, that is important. So honestly, get up there, start manifesting things in your life and don't forget the laws of attraction. Again, it is Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, month of March. So focus on positive in your life, work out if you need to, eat healthy, take really good care of yourself, and just try to do things that just make you happy. Do things that make you happy. Live in the moment. It is going to it is going to make you feel wonderful. Write down these goals, manifest them, focus on them. You know replace negative thoughts with positive thoughts negative people negative things get it out of your life and replace it with something positive that's all i have to say thank you for supporting orchid blooms podcast don't forget to click the follow button under orchid blooms podcast on apple google Podcasts, and spotify visit our social media pages for updates on our guests per week and our guests on the youtube channel our social media pages are facebook at the ambitious obs Instagram and Twitter at the ambitious obs and at Orchid I Brown. Don't forget to visit our website. I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast episode, it's now live and it's ready to go. So T-A-O network.ca. And don't forget to share your favorite podcast episode with your family and your friends. And I really do hope that you guys have a splendid, splendid day.